Hello, everybody. Welcome to our newest podcast for the community of Kiowa Island. My name is Michael Heidingsfelder, and I'm a member of the Town Council of Kiowa Island. I have the great pleasure today to welcome somebody who maybe is not so well known to many of you, um, but he has been for the last two decades a very important element of our community and society here on Kiowa and on Seabrook. Um, Lauren Beadle, property owner on Kiowa Island and also owner and operator of several retail stores here in Freshfields and one restaurant. Welcome. Lauren, Thank thanks for making yourself available for the community today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. So let's start on the lighter side. Let's give people a little bit of an idea actually who you are. Okay. Uh, tell us a little bit where you originally come from, your education, your career path, and and yes, how, how you ended up on Kiowa. Great. Uh, my wife and myself, uh, Amy, uh, both grew up in Ohio. Uh, that's where I went to school. I attended Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. Uh, but soon after that, uh, we moved to the Chicago area. And we still consider the western suburbs of Chicago our home, even though we no longer live there, even part-time. Uh, so most of our time is spent here on Kiwa Island. Uh, we built a house here about 20 years ago on Blue Heron Pond Road, so all the way out on the island in an area called the Preserve. And uh, soon after that, 18 years ago, we opened our first store here in Freshfields Village. So um, we have three daughters, uh, Cassidy, Megan, and Delaney. They're now in their 30s. We have three grandsons uh, and a fourth on the way. And we're not sure of the gender on that one. So. <laughs> Let's call it a uh, Congratulations. grand baby. That's great. So that's us. So, but tell us a little bit. I mean, I, I assume you ended up on Kiowa like all of us, right? Maybe came here for vacation, et cetera. But you made a very interesting step that very few of us made. You know, you not only came here, you invested into your house, you made it your your primary residence, but then you started to open stores. Yeah. How, how did that happen? Well, first of all, we started coming here 38 years ago. Uh, our first few years, uh, we went to Seabrook Island because Kiwa was not really that well developed. So the first few vacations were on Seabrook Island. Uh, after those first three or four years, so literally 34 years ago, we probably had our first vacation on Kiwa. And like a lot of us, uh, we kept coming back and adding weeks and spending more time here. And then roughly about 20 years ago, bought our first property, which was a villa. Uh, in the Turtle Point area, and then bought a lot out in the preserve and built that house, which was about 20 years ago now. Uh, but about that same time, Freshfields Village was being conceptualized. Mm -hmm. uh, if you remember in those days, there was not any shopping, any retail to speak of on the island. Uh, you had to leave the island, even for basics like groceries, or to uh, mail a package, or to pick up dry cleaning or whatever it was. Um, and so Freshfields Village was built by the original Kiwa Partners. Uh, again, about 19, 20 years ago it started, and uh, our first store opened 18 years ago. And it was the second store opened in Freshfields Village. Uh, we think that's led to some of the growth and some of the interesting and uh, popular development that's gone on over those last 20 years. The fact that we've had shopping and we've got restaurants and we have services uh, that are now on the island versus 45-minute drive. 
Uh, and that's what's made Freshfield Village successful for the last uh, 18 so or so years. So how did you make that step? I mean, you had a corporate career. You were successful in what you were doing. You retired and then you couldn't stop or yeah. what happened? I, I think that's probably the right word to say. We couldn't stop. But uh, I worked for a really large uh, consulting company called Accenture, which is now the largest consulting company in the world. And uh, I was there for 23 years and I ran their retail industry practice. Uh, and uh, as part of that, I uh, became quite familiar with a lot of the big national retailers. In fact, those were our clients. Uh, using that knowledge and, uh, and deciding to do something more entrepreneurial is what got us to open a, a, our first shop here in Freshfield Village. <laughs> Uh, but since then we now have expanded other places. And so we now have 11 stores in three states. So we're in Georgia, uh, we're upstate in Greenville, South Carolina, and we're in Naperville in Illinois. So four locations, if you add Freshfield. Yes. Wonderful. So what do you think makes Freshfield so unique, so special that this is such a, you know, a vibrant commercial environment? Yeah. I mean, first is convenience. It's literally located, you know, at the intersection of Johns Island and Seabrook Island and Kiwa Island. So you basically have to drive past it every time you come on the island or you leave the island. So that's number one is location. That was done on purpose, by the way. I wasn't part of that decision, but I think that was pretty, uh, pretty smart looking back. Uh, second, uh, we've continued to have, I believe, the right mix of retailers and restaurants here. And that's uh, led to uh, continued success of fresh fields. Uh, some of them have turned over over the years. But if you look at the current mix right now, it feels about right. Uh, as you know, there's a proposal to uh, move and expand our grocery store, which I think it will be uh, uh, helpful and wonderful for our community. Uh, if I look back 38 years ago, uh, the only grocery store was this little tiny uh, Piggly Wiggly, Wiggly that was located in what is now the Ace Hardware. Yeah. Yeah. And we used to refer to it as the Little Pig, which I know is not a, a great name, but that's what we called that grocery store. And the kids were running around in these red t-shirts. Yeah. I yeah. don't remember that one. Yeah. So you brought up this new development that currently is called Endel West that the Goodwin family is planning. Uh, basically right south from, from Freshfield. So how do you see this? Is this, you know, a, a, a really good idea for the community or do we need to be concerned? How, how do you see that, you know, in the future? Well, I kind of have a two-part answer. Uh, as a business owner in Freshfield Village, uh, I like more commercial development nearby because it's going to draw more people here. Uh, literally, I think the latest concept is roughly doing another same size as Freshfields. Yeah. So we're about 160,000 square feet of retail, not offices and hotel, but retail and restaurant uh, currently in Freshfields Village. That will be roughly that same size. So uh, from a business perspective, uh, I like the idea. I think it's going to draw more people here and, you know, rising tide floats all boats. So more people, more traffic, uh, uh, it'll be good for our businesses. Uh, but the second part of my answer is a homeowner. I'm just not sure about it. I think it's going to bring more people, more traffic. Yeah. 
And uh, at this point, we already have, in my opinion, uh, a pretty significant traffic issue in terms of the roads to get out here. Uh, and by drawing more people here, that will only exacerbate that uh, issue with our roads. So that's my only concern, as I'm not sure that the infrastructure is <laughs> here yet uh, to support that big new development. Yeah. And that's roads, that's uh, simple things like, you know, internet and Wi-Fi and other things we're just not quite ready for. Yeah. So, But hopefully we'll be there in a couple of years. Okay. Will you also invest in in the additional part of uh, Freshfield? Uh, I don't believe so. And unfortunately, I'm prohibited from doing that in my current leases. So the answer is probably not. Uh, will we uh, take advantage of uh, a new mix of and larger businesses out here and more traffic? Yes, we'll probably change some of our formats and some of the uh, insides of some of our current stores to uh, adapt to that bigger, uh, uh, more commercial marketplace. Uh, but I don't see us actually doing anything in Ando West. And again, it goes back to our current leases. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Now, Lauren, you're, you're a member of the community. Um, you, um, I know that you stay informed very well. I think I even saw you as a voice of reason occasionally in our famous or infamous Ikea, um, when, you know, the discussion spoiled up to a certain point. Um, what are, beside traffic that you already mentioned, what are the other challenges or, or concerns that you have for our community? Well, one you mentioned already, which is IKEWA. Uh, it's our only blog, if you will, and our only means of having some people communicate with other people. Uh, I notice there's so many uh, just uninformed, misinformed people Uh, on that blog and part of the reason is that's their only way of getting information things like this podcast obviously will help uh, and as we've grown right if you think about Kiwa Island 5,000 properties of uh, which now 4,700 of them roughly are built on even though we're still at 80 to 90 percent part-time property owners that's still a lot of people that need to uh, have some regular communication of some kind. And that's the single biggest issue that I see right now. There are so many people that just don't know some of the basic facts. Uh, even the concept of Andel West, there was a lot of misinformation about out there about what it was going to be and when it was going to happen and if it was going to happen and just getting some communication out regarding that. Uh, you probably know that there's a retirement center being built right here in Freshfields called Seafields. And even last week, there was uh, misinformation on IKEA about it and why wasn't it already being built and there must be an issue. I just literally took uh, an email that I got directly from them and clipped it and put it onto IKEA and just said, here's the most recent information. Please read this if you're concerned about Seafields, and it was uh, uh, so easy to do, but it shouldn't have to be like that. We shouldn't have that many people that um, misinformed about what's happening in their own community. Yeah. The other big issue that I see for us uh, going forward is this concept of development. Uh, how much is too much, right? There's a, been a huge controversy about the development of a little spit of land 
off of Kew Island called Captain Sam Spit. And uh, it's been debated for a decade now, probably. I think it's been to the South Carolina Supreme Court three times already. Uh, and uh, again, there's this uh, idea, this thought that once I've arrived, once I've built my $5 million house, all other development should stop. I don't want anything else to change. Uh, you may know this, but Freshfields Village uh, was debated heavily 20 years ago. Our neighboring island, Seabrook, actually ran a campaign against it and didn't want this village to exist. Yeah. Uh, the second golf course, uh, part of the Key Island Club, called Cacique, uh, looking back 25 years ago, there were club members that said, we don't want that. We don't need it. Please don't build a second golf course. As you know, the Key Island Club is now in the process of building their third and another half, so three and a half golf courses. And I think the general consensus is they're widely needed just to put up with the current uh, demand for that on our island. So I'm not suggesting I know where to draw that line, right? Where does development, when should it stop, or how much is too much? I don't know the right answer to that. Uh, I do know that some, if not most, of the development that's happened here has been good if you look back uh, longer term. You yeah. look longer term or look back from a longer term, you see that it's uh, had been very healthy for us. The advent of Freshfield Village, uh, the building of the sanctuary. I remember when the only decent hotel on the island was uh, in West Beach Village, and it really was not that nice. Uh, the building of the Ocean Course Clubhouse was controversial. It was using up a lot of land that was going to be big and, and, and look a little uh, different uh, for some people's views. So all those things, you look back, they're all what makes Kiwa, Kiwa. And uh, again, I don't know the answer, but I will say this, most development that's happened so far has been very positive. Yeah. yeah. With some exceptions. Yeah. More recently. I'm yeah. clear. Yes, exactly. I want to come back to your career with my last question. Okay. Um, I always find it fascinating that when somebody has a successful career in the corporate environment like you did, and then all of a sudden, you know, step down from it and become an entrepreneur with all the risk involved. Because at the time, I would say nobody knew if your first and then second and then third store would actually work. Right. So so how did you deal with it? I mean, how did your wife Amy deal with it? I mean, all of a sudden from a usually well-protected corporate environment and now you're this, you know, lonely entrepreneur trying to make something happen. How how was that for you and for you for your family and for you for your children? Yeah. I mean, I found it exciting. I liked this idea of doing different things every day. And as an entrepreneur, you find that. You know, one day you're working on a, a marketing plan for a new store, and then an hour later you're dealing with a, an accounting issue. Uh, and the next day you are uh, working on assortment and a buying plan for one of the stores, and an hour later you're dealing with uh, something involving HR. You're hiring somebody or you're deciding to hire somebody. So, uh, you know, just simple things like designing a sign for a store. I probably never would have done in my old corporate career, but I found it to be very uh, 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 fun and attractive to me. Um, 
something else that's part of our businesses is uh, we sell a lot of wine. And I found over the years, I think I was attracted to this thing called wine because in my opinion, it's the unattainable knowledge. Last year in the world, there were 330,000 wines produced. I think I maybe tasted 500 of those of 330,000. And every day, somebody walks up and says, do you have this wine or have you tasted this wine? And I say, no, which is true. And I say, but I would like to. I'm not, I don't have an issue with that wine. It may be from Australia or from Argentina or from Spain or France. And I say, no, I've not tried it, but I would like to. And it goes back to this kind of unattainable knowledge. 330,000 wines, and I've tasted 500. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's the fun part, it's the creative part, but also a little bit of what you really like to do as a retired person. Yeah. I, the creative is definitely the fun part for me. We're currently developing a concept for a new store here in Pressfields Village, and I really like that creative part of designing the store with our architect coming up with the concept and the signing and the branding, uh, those aspects are very attractive. But at some point, we have to operate it. So uh, I also like our team. We have uh, 28 salaried managers that work in our uh, different stores. Uh, and uh, they're, they all do a great job. I kind of look forward to spending time with them, whether it's on a phone call or a personal visit. Uh, and uh, challenging them to make ourselves better. Great. Thank you, Lauren, for spending time with us and the community today. I think that was very interesting, um, especially your career choices and how you ended up here as an entrepreneur, I think is very interesting. So, all right, this was another podcast for the community. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you had fun and enjoyed our conversation and learned a lot about uh, Lauren Beadle. As a, as a key member of our community. We have a great setup of uh, additional podcasts coming up, so please stay tuned. Um, monitor our website. Uh, if you have not uh, subscribed yet to our e-newsletter, please do so. It's very easy, and you get once a week an update, and you will also find then uh, the announcement for the next podcast to come. Thank you very much for tuning in, for your spending the time with us. Enjoy your day on our beautiful island, and I'm sure... We see us with the next podcast. Thank you.